Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew begins his sermon series on the second epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, Our Confession, Jesus is Lord, preached April 8, 2018. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Peter, beginning with chapter 1, verse 1. 2 Peter, chapter 1, 1 and 2. Our confession, Jesus Lord. Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And every promise in the Bible is true. The Bible alone is truth. Because God cannot lie. Salvation for sinners. Sinners who are enemies of the true, living and triune God. God of the Holy Bible. Is found only in Jesus Christ of history. Every other worship is idolatrous. Being worship of creation, therefore sinful. In the second epistle of St. Peter, the chief apostle presents Jesus Christ as Savior, God and Lord. Peter preached in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So let us consider 2 Peter 1 and 2 which deals with our confession, Christian confession, Jesus Lord. First, the author. The author identifies himself as Simon Peter, born slave, not servant, it should be translated born slave. Dr. John Frame does that in his book on God, page 34. Born slave, sir. Born slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, he identifies himself as also the author of his first epistle. Second Peter 3, 1, dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders, the purpose to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. If you want to stimulate your mind, I counsel you, read the Holy Scriptures. Jesus said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Simon was a poor fisherman. Jesus called him to be a fisher of men. To make disciples of all nations. And in this text he has two identifications. Born slave of Jesus Christ. And apostle of Jesus Christ. The effectual call from God. Comes not to many. Who are wise. Of noble birth. Who are influential. But God chooses the foolish to shame the wise. The weak to shame the strong. The lowly he chooses. The despised he chooses. The zeros. The nothings of this world. He chooses to nullify, that is to make nothing of the things that are. 
he chooses the publican to go to heaven who cries out to Jesus have mercy upon me a sinner and abandons the self-righteous Pharisee to go to hell he chose Peter to be a born slave of Jesus a born slave loves the master and so he rejects freedom to obey the master all of life so his right ear lobe is pierced by the master his freedom is slavery to this master lord jesus exodus 21:5 and 6 But Simon Peter is also the chief apostle of Christ one commissioned to a task by Christ who is Lord Christ who received all authority in heaven and on earth from his father Jesus Christ himself was apostle and we read in hebrews 3:1 therefore holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling fix your thoughts on jesus the apostle and high priest whom we confess so the authority of an apostle is the authority of jesus christ himself an apostle proclaims the gospel and writes scripture and interprets the scripture all infallibly Matthew 10 verse 40 is who receives you receives me and he who receives me receives the one who sent me Jesus called him Cephas Aramaic for Petros which means rock though he denied jesus three times the baptism in the holy spirit made him a rock jesus chooses simons the weak ones and make them rock like through the power of the holy spirit Jesus said you shall receive power after the holy spirit is come upon you and you shall be my witnesses First Peter 2:4 and 5 says as you come to him the living stone rejected by men but chosen by god and precious to him you also like living stones Christians are not weak they are rock like by the power of the holy spirit upon them Paul says the same 2 Corinthians 12:10 that is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses in insults in hardships in persecutions in difficulties for when i am weak then i am strong peter was crucified for his faith he was strong a rock in his faith pastors are gifts of christ for the church he builds ephesians 4:11 and they are friends appointed by the holy spirit acts 20 verse 28 their authority here it's is the authority of christ who sent them their job is to interpret correctly the scriptures and preach the gospel in the power of the holy spirit that the elect sinners be saved and saints edified number 2 the recipients of this letter peter ministered to jews 
Samaritans and the Gentiles. Acts 2, Acts 8 and Acts 10. Galatians 2, 8 tells us he was especially known as apostle to the Jews. 2 Peter 3 and verse 1 tells us that he wrote this second letter to the same people who received his first letter. Believers of churches in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia. He wrote this letter especially to warn the believers of these churches the heresy known as antinomianism. I wrote a book in 2004, Libertinism. Third point is faith. The recipients received a faith as precious as ours. All believers in Jesus are his born slaves. Only few are apostles in the strict sense of the word. Paul was the last one Christ appointed. 1 Corinthians 15, 7. But the faith of every believer is equally precious as the faith of the apostles. Because it is faith in Jesus Christ. There is no difference. They all experience effectual calling in the preaching of the gospel. That is the miracle of regeneration. Therefore, they receive the gifts of true repentance and saving faith in Jesus by which they are vitally united to Christ the vine, receiving the life of Christ in the soul of man, bearing much fruit of obedience for God's glory and for our eternal joy. So we are told, Ephesians 2, 4, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. By grace you have been saved. Through faith and this not from yourselves it is the gift of God Acts 16, verse 30 and 31. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved and your household. Philippians 1.29 For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ Not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Faith and suffering are gifts from God. Not just faith, but also suffering, sir. Acts 11 verse 18. When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised to God, saying, So then God has granted, gifted. Even the Gentiles repentance unto life. Second Timothy 2.25 Those who oppose him. He must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance. Leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Faith and repentance are gifts to those who are born of God. The elect people of God. There are no second class citizens in the kingdom of God. Everyone is a first class citizen. Colossians 3.11 Here there is no Greek or Jew circumcised 
or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Galatians 3, 26 through 29, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. Ephesians 3, 6, this mystery is that through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Friends, there is no discrimination in the church. Romans 10 verse 12, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and notice and richly blesses all who call on him. The divine gift of faith to the regenerate connects us to God. Nothing in all creation can do that. Your money, your degrees, your political power, or your beauty. This faith is precious because it is out of this world. With this faith you can confess Jesus Lord. And are saved to go to heaven without it. All go to hell forever. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ alone? I have trusted in him. I am going to heaven sir. And I want you to come with me to heaven. And so we read No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And if you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This faith is precious because the cost is too high. No sinner can pay. Peter said in 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. In Matthew 16 verse 26, what does it profit? If you gain the whole universe, but lose your soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing in all creation can save you from the wrath of God. Number four, election. This faith is received only by the elect. The Greek word lenkano means casting lot to choose. Zechariah the priest was chosen by casting lot. Luke 1 9, he was chosen by Lord according to the custom of the priesthood to go to the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And we are told, Proverbs 16, verse 33, the Lord is cast into the lamp, but its every decision is from the Lord, sir. If you truly believe in Jesus Christ, it means God has chosen you from all eternity 
to believe in Jesus and be saved. This means only the elect receive this precious faith, the ticket to eternal life, to heaven and to glory. First Peter 1 verse 1 says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. listen. For many are called, but few are chosen. There is general call and special call. Special call means God will regenerate you. You will repent of your sins and you will believe in Jesus Christ and be saved and will persevere to the end and go to heaven. The general call will make you more guilty to go to the bottom of hell. More knowledge means what sir? More responsibility. Romans 9.13 Just as it is written Jacob I loved and Esau I want hated. Romans 9.18 Therefore God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy and he hardens whom he wants to harden. Romans 9.23 What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy whom he prepared in advance for glory. You want to fight? You go and fight with the eternal unchanging God the creator and redeemer. If you believe in Jesus to save you You are objects of God's mercy prepared for glory. Then God is your inheritance. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is my inheritance, not a piece of land. And Deuteronomy 32 9, for the Lord's portion is his people. Blows your mind that God looks upon us as his inheritance. I cannot believe it, but it is true. God looks upon me every day as his precious one and protects me, takes care of me. He is the wall of fire around me and around you and glory within. I am his inheritance and he must protect me and he does. What a precious faith enjoyed by every believer. God himself is our inheritance. Friends, we are the richest people in the world. Can you imagine, sir? That's what the Bible says. That's what God says. That's the truth. Point five, through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Through the righteousness. Listen friends, the basis of our salvation is always our faith in the righteousness of Jesus Christ alone. Who is God and Savior. Jesus Christ is God and man, one person in two natures. He alone perfectly obeyed the law of God. He was sinless. Romans 3, 21 through 25. But 
Now righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify the righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. The basis of our salvation is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so we read in Jeremiah 23 verse 6. The Lord our righteousness. You cannot be saved by your good works. Romans 4, 5 says, however, to the man who does not work but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. Romans 4, 25, he was delivered over to death for our sins. For our sins, not his sins, and was raised for our justification. And Second Peter 1.10, Peter tells us, make your calling and election sure. How? No, you must know that the basis of our salvation is the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ. And Paul says in Philippians 3 9, and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Second, the proof of our salvation is our obedience the fruit of righteousness so Paul says Philippians 1 verse 11 filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ fruit of righteousness is obedience we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has foreordained that we should do them. If you are not obedient to our heavenly master as a born slave, you are not saved. You see, that is the heresy of antinomianism prevailing in the Christian world today. Hebrews 5, 9 And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation of all who obey him. Oh, we want to make money, isn't it? Jesus said, you cannot serve God and money. Double-minded is single-minded to make money and worship money and power and bigger house. If God has chosen you to be saved, you will repent and believe and be baptized. If you are not elect, you will not repent and you will not believe. You will hear the word, but nothing happens. You remain a pagan all your life. We are told God for knew us. You know what that means, sir? For loved. God loved his people from all eternity. And everything is ordained by him. Sixth point grace and peace. Second Peter chapter one verse two. Grace and peace be yours. In abundance through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. 
Jesus, sir. Nobody else. Jesus alone is God, man. Jesus alone is perfect. Jesus alone never sinned. Jesus alone kept the law. Jesus is the source of grace and peace. John 1 verse 14 and 16 through 17. And in the word we see Jesus. The word reveals Jesus. The source of grace and peace. Grace and salvation. If you want to stimulate your mind. Read the word. Acts 20 verse 32. This is the last exhortation. To the elders of the church of Ephesus. Now I commit you to God. And to the word of his grace. Which can build you up. And give you an inheritance among those. Who are sanctified. Word of his grace. The word reveals Christ. Christ who is the source of all grace and peace. Grace is unmerited salvation. To hell merited enemies of God. It is God's power to save sinners by Christ's substitutionary atonement. Isaiah 53. I said Jesus is the source of grace. Titus 2, 11 through 14 also speaks about it. I said grace is the mother of peace and salvation. Found only in Jesus by those who believe in Jesus. St. Peter concluded his first epistle by saying this. Peace to all those who are in Christ. Vitally united to Christ. And if you are not united to Christ by saving faith. You are a pagan. Paganos. You may pretend to be a Christian. Doesn't mean anything. The preaching doesn't have any impact on you. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore since we have been justified through faith. We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends there is no savior outside of Jesus Christ. Every other religion is paganism, is idolatry, worship of creation. It is demonology. Peace even to be what's a crucified, beheaded and stoned to death. Peter who wrote this was crucified because he received what sir? Grace and peace. Paul beheaded. And Stephen the young man stoned to death. You see. When you have grace and peace. You can go through all kinds of problems. Behold I'll be with you what sir. Always even unto the end of the ages. We can experience grace and peace in abundance. John 10 verse 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. The devil is a thief. is a destroyer. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and what's up? Have it abundantly, sir. He is generous. If anybody is generous, God is generous. And Jesus said in John seven thirty-seven through 39, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said, 
in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, and drink, and drink, and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were, what sir? Come on, later to receive baptism in the Holy Spirit. I believe in baptism in the Holy Spirit, sir. That gives you power, authority, boldness. To declare the gospel. By this he meant the spirit. Holy spirit whom those who believed in him. Were later to receive. After that time the spirit had not been given. Since Jesus had not yet been glorified. First Peter 1 8 through 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and listen. And are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Unspeakable. Human words fail. Jonathan Edwards, the greatest theologian of this country, experienced it. Ecstasy. I experienced ecstasy as the Holy Spirit came upon me. God gives more grace. Therefore, what sir? More peace. James 4, 6. Grace is sufficient, God said, to meet every need, even crucifixion. Second Corinthians twelve nine. Sufficient grace to deal with all enemies, devil, demons, humans, and wicked believers. Grace is Holy Spirit power. Second Corinthians 12.9 God gives grace to the humble. James 4.6 And God gives grace to those who pray. Hebrews 4.16 They are on their knees. They are humble. They are saying, Oh God, I am weak, but give me Holy Ghost. Grace and peace be yours in what, sir? Abundance. Where grace is, there is what, sir? Peace. They are two sides of the same coin. What you need is not a lot of money, sir. Number seven, knowledge. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. It is not science or anything else. It comes from the word of grace. From the Bible which reveals Christ. The person and work of Christ. Peter emphasizes knowing and knowledge In his second epistle, he uses the verb and the noun, know and knowledge, 11 times. He uses the verb epigenosco and the noun epignosis, six times. Epignosis, that is the word that is used in verse 2. Epignosis means true and full knowledge of the gospel over against fake and false knowledge i.e. heresies heretical knowledge demonic knowledge teaching which Peter opposes in chapter 2 
You see, I oppose every day false teaching. Paul opposed false heresies in Galatians 1 and 2 Corinthians 11. And let me read to you 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers. You look at the evangelical world, false teachers abound. Their one purpose is how to make money for themselves. There will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies. And even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them. Bringing swift destruction on themselves. You go all over the world, especially poor countries. Heresies that originated in this country is all over now. I heard that you have to pay for a prayer. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute in their greed. That is the issue. These teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Second Peter 2.10 This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desires of the sinful nature and what is that? Despise authority. Autonomy. Despise God's authority. Despise delegated authority of the parents and pastors. And despise the police. Bold and arrogant. These men are not afraid to slander what their celestial beings. Let alone a pastor. Second Peter 2.22 Of them the proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit. And a pig that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. To wallow in the mud of sin. And Galatians 1.9 says. As we have already said. St. Paul is saying. So now I say again. If anybody is preaching to you. A gospel. Other than what you accepted. Let him be what sir. Eternally condemned. Anathema. Cursed are you. When you do not preach the true gospel. And the church is a synagogue of Satan. Where the person is not preaching the gospel. Many churches do not preach the true gospel. That the hearers may know Jesus Christ as their redeemer. And be saved through the knowledge of his perfect righteousness. Imputed to them. And thus be justified. He who knew no sin became sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says. Christ Jesus has become for us. Wisdom from God. Righteousness. Holiness. And redemption. That will happen when you preach the gospel. Are the pastors who entertain people and preach to their felt needs. Cursed are the pastors who preach a health and wealth heresy and the heresy of antinomianism, that is, heresy of immorality. Apostle Peter and Paul. Preach the true gospel. First Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins. That's the purpose of the gospel. Purpose of salvation. Die to sins and live for righteousness. Died with him. Buried with him. Raised with him. 
to live what, sir? A new life. Holy life, sir. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom, philosophy, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, in the wisdom of this world, I mean, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest in men's wisdom, but on God's power. Now, a longer passage, Acts 20, 25 through 32. Listen, sir, this is a last speaking of St. Paul to the leaders of the church at Ephesus. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you what sir the whole counsel of God. All apostles preached the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. Omne concilium Dei means the whole counsel of God. Did you know that, sir? Pasantein bulen you. In this church we preach the whole counsel of God. Our job is to lift Jesus higher as Moses lifted the bronze snake in the wilderness that everyone who looks to him believes in him may receive eternal life. Remember what Jesus said. John twelve thirty two, but I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. That is the calling of a preacher. To lift Jesus Christ higher. That people may look to him, believe in him and be saved. How can they call upon the name of the Lord? To be saved unless they believe. How can they believe unless they hear the gospel? How can they hear the gospel unless someone preach? How can someone preach the gospel unless someone is sent by Christ to give us the true knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord? Romans 10, 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. Matthew eleven twenty seven, Speaking about knowledge, All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. If you don't believe in Jesus, he did not choose to reveal himself to you. That's a curse. In other words, he doesn't reveal himself to everybody. Only the elect of God. Faith is precious because it is God's gift to every regenerate child of God. And it is faith in Jesus who is Christ, who is Savior, who is God, and who is Lord. First, his name is Jesus. This Jesus is the seed of the woman. Of Genesis 3.15, the Virgin Mary, the seed who defeated the devil by his death and resurrection, 
Jesus comes from the Hebrew verb Yasha means to save. His name is Jesus for he shall save his people. His people. He will save. Nobody else. From their sins. There is no other savior. Because Jesus alone is the atonement for our sins. He paid the wages of our sins. Jesus died to save us, the elect people. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus said, I gave them eternal life and they shall, what sir? Never perish. Eternal security. I'm not wondering every day whether I am saved or not. He gave me what sir? Eternal life. Number two. This Jesus is Christ. Jesus is the anointed prophet, priest and king. He is Ho Christos. He is the Messiah. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit without measure. John 3.34 For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit. Listen to Peter's confession. In Matthew 16 and verse 16, Simon Peter said, You are the Christ, Messiah, anointed one. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And listen to the testimony of Jesus concerning himself. Luke 14, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach Good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And recovery of sight to the blind. To release the oppressed and so on. He is Christ. And this Jesus is Savior. Peter speaks of Jesus our Savior five times in this epistle. He saves his people from their sins, guilt, and eternal hell. As a result, we are justified and made sons and daughters of God by adoption. And our destiny is glory, sir. Glory, sir. And that's our destiny. Glory! In Jesus, we are saved. We are being saved and we shall be saved. Jesus alone came from heaven to seek and save the lost sinners. He went to seek the legion demon man and saved him. And you see him sitting down, clothed and in his right mind. Amazing salvation, sir. He saves every elect sinner of the whole world. The Samaritans said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the whole world. Number four, this Jesus is God, sir. John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Doubting Thomas. You know, he came all the way to my state in Kerala to preach the gospel. And I am the result of his preaching and thousands and thousands of others. You read the book, Church History 101. 
it will speak about Kerala state how doubting Thomas finally believed and came to that particular area to preach the gospel Thomas said to him my Lord and my God Second Peter 1 1 Simon Peter is servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and what's a savior Jesus Christ we have received a faith as precious as ours friends did you know father is God son is God Holy Spirit is God all three persons of the Godhead are co-equal three persons yet one Godhead in eternity in the eternal council father planned our salvation son agreed to accomplish our redemption in the fullness of time through his incarnational work and Holy Spirit agreed to apply redemption to elect sinners of the whole world John 1.14 the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of grace and truth Galatians 4, 4 and 5 but when the time had fully come God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons and daughters he who was rich became poor that we might become rich in him I am rich because my inheritance is God himself it is true also of everyone who believes in Jesus Christ and Philippians 2 6 through 8 who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross finally this Jesus is what sir Lord God sent Moses to Egypt to deliver his people from slavery God identified himself as Yahweh the Greek translation of the Old Testament known as the Septuagint translates Yahweh by what words? Kurios. And New Testament writers consciously gives this title, Kurios, to Jesus. In other words, uh, Jesus of the New Testament is Yahweh of the Old Testament. I am that I am. The God of the Old Testament. Jesus said before Abraham was I am. So. Romans 10 9 and 9 through 11. That if you confess with your mouth. Jesus is what sir. Lord. Covenant Lord. That you obey him. As his born slave. And if you are not obedient to Jesus Christ. And to his delegated authorities. You are not saved sir. You are the same old pagan. Dead. 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 In sin and transgressions. Philippians 2. 9 through 11. Therefore God. Exalted him to the highest place. And gave him. The name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess what sir. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's what Thomas did. My Lord and my God. Jesus of the New Testament. 
is the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am, sir. I am. I am that I am. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and life. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the vine and so on. I am. He knew who he was. Jesus Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is the covenant Lord who blesses or curses. Blesses for obedience, curses for disobedience. He is the covenant Lord. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He has received all authority in heaven and on earth. The only sovereign. I am lifting him high. Because I see him lifted high in the scriptures. He is the only sovereign. And we are his born slaves who love and obey him. Friends, he is both savior and church. The question is, have you confessed him as a Lord? When you confess him as Lord, you are also confessing what, sir? I am the born slave. You speak to me and I will hear and do. Have you bowed your knees to him in Jesus the crucified? You read in Psalm 85 verse 10. Righteousness and peace kissed each other. Therefore only in Jesus we find grace and peace. He is our righteousness and he is our peace. The believing thief from the cross prayed to the dying Jesus of the cross. Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the answer came. I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. God in Christ justifies the ungodly because in Christ's righteousness we received peace by faith. There is no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus righteousness and peace kissed each other. In Christ Jesus There is grace and peace. On the great judgment day. From the lips of our savior and judge. You will hear either. Depart from me. You who are cursed. Into the eternal fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. Or. May it be true of you and us. Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. My dear friends, as you have always obeyed, Paul says, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good purpose. Psalm 2 says this, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. Friends, I beseech you, kiss the Son and be saved. 
Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to receive grace and peace in abundance through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Save your people and help us who are saved to rejoice in God our Savior and be born slaves of Jesus Christ that we may hear and do your will for your glory and for our eternal joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.